Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We're going to get to college football in a second. In the last segment, we were talking about this vote that we're having online. Make sure you get in this online, BetQL app on X, Twitter, whatever. And we're voting on best college football traditions. Now, we were talking about the Penn State wideout. So, Double D, get in here. Because I was talking about what the wideout involves. And you stunned me, buddy, because you prefer Inner Sandman, which is a great Virginia Tech tradition. So you were saying that I got the wideout wrong. You're a Penn State guy. Correct me. What is the wideout in Happy Valley? It's more than just wearing all white clothes. Like it's, it's about, what is it? It's about the atmosphere. It's about it. The big game. It's about, listen, the whiteout to me. And let me explain this. I don't believe that you have to be in person to experience great traditions. Um, for the whiteout for me, it's the greatest game experience all around game experience that there is in college football. That environment is electric. The ground literally shakes throughout the whole game. Now, if you want to talk about other traditions, the reason I pick Enter Sandman is because I believe it's the best pregame tradition in college football. Absolutely. Well, that's not what this is, though. It's all traditions. I think like, it's better. I think there I, are other places where the ground shakes, like where? the 12th man at Texas A&M. That Gross. stadium goes nuts. And There's why so aren't they on the list? I, I don't agree. There. You probably hate it. Yeah, I, I've experienced a 12th man. It's gross. It's a cult. That's what I have to say about it. I don't, I don't disagree. The 12th man's a great tradition. Absolutely 100%. But there are also traditions. You brought up jump around. Yeah. Have you ever seen like them break away from a football game just to play that that is a tradition that is beyond just a Wisconsin tradition there is something about that song that just gets everybody pumped and I've been in that stadium that stadium goes nuts yeah but there's a lot of stadiums that go nuts like if you've been to a night game at LSU Yes. Those games go crazy, Mm -hmm. too. So there are plenty of great environments. It's just we're talking about, like, just specifically the traditions. And again, like the tradition of the whiteout game, 
to me, somebody who has not been there. And you said that like, even if you haven't been there, you can experience great traditions. I haven't been there. Have and you it ever feels watched to me one? Like they're just wearing white. Have you ever watched yes, one? Yes, I have. And like, they're wearing white. Like, okay. It's not just about like, the I white. Just, it's. But it's then a, what is it? It's about the atmosphere that is brought into the whiteout. It's about, I don't know, having the first play of the game be a delay of game because the crowd is so epically loud that the quarterback can't hear himself. It, it's iconic. Okay. Plenty of loud You're not making stadiums. an argument like, against it when you're talking about inner The more you – I thought you were going to argue, hey – this is okay, but the more you talk about it, the more you make it sound awesome, Double D. It is awesome, and when you come up this year, Jenks, because I'm going to be there. Okay, okay. Can I uh, sit in your lap, your warm lap? Yeah, absolutely. We'll have hot cocoa. Yes. All right. Yes. God, Jenks. What? 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, hey, this is the third down, hour for us. This might as well be midday, Chelsea. I'm just warming up. <laughs> it's time for Jenks' third martini of the <laughs> yeah, afternoon. Exactly. On his Mad Men schedule. You I just, I haven't oh, been there, so I haven't experienced it. So, like, I started off saying that, like, it's hard for me to speak on traditions that I have not seen. But as somebody who has not been to a lot of these, like, some of these I hear about and, like, they're traditions that are, like, very specific. Like, like jump around. It's something you can point your finger to, and it's very specific. Other than, like, okay, you're just wearing white. So, like, like I think we're going to disagree or agree to disagree on this one. But I don't see it. Like I get, I get that it's a great atmosphere. But as far as traditions go, like we're talking about, like very specific traditions, it's enough for me. You know what I think? I think there should be a new tradition. Don't they have a live tiger in Baton Rouge for LSU? Yeah. What they should Mike. do is for a night is it still game. Still, Mike. Is it Mike the Tiger? You just yeah, turn that bad so. boy loose. You turn him loose, and he mauls one, two, maybe three if it's a bad night. He mauls a couple fans, and then you consider it an honor, right? That tiger gets loose, and then you get a plaque. You get a plaque on the stadium. Died in the line of duty. Mauled by But Mike. those people LSU, are crazy. Alabama. LSU victory. That'd be huge. They'll turn Jake, it into a gumbo. These are the gumbo. people who are wrestling alligators. Like, do you think? I think I'd take, like, the Cajun people to have some shot against these tigers. Like most people, yeah, the tiger uh, gets the upper hand, but these are people that like wrestle gators and like laugh about it. No, that's true. Well, that's a good point. Maybe maybe four or five LSU fans win. Just like if you were wrestling a gator in Florida. I, now, Florida fans, I would absolutely trust to wrestle a gator to the ground. You see these mad, mad men all the time, right? And you, know, you see the with the duct tape around the, the gator's bill or beak or whatever that's called they they do this on a regular basis this is how you know i'm not an animal person when i just say a gator has a beak don't don't trust me a with gator anything. bill a gator the bill. duck bill the duck bill <laughs> snout maybe maybe it's a snout you know the beaks that gators have you guys know what i'm the talking beaks. about <laughs> uh sir your application for the local zoo has been turned away sorry you don't know what you're talking oh. about but i would trust florida fans to handle a gator so chelsea let's talk about the gators because they are in Utah tonight. Let's talk a little college football. It's week one. We got to bet on these games. Florida at number 14, Utah. Utes laying four and a half points. Utes minus 200. Gators plus 165. Total set at 44 and a hook. I'm going to be on the Utes, but am I being a square here? No, I'm on Utah as well against my better judgment. And 
the gaping hole that was left in my heart last year when I bet on Utah to cover against Florida last season. If you remember that game like me, uh, you remember it clearly. It was a very close game. Florida won it 29-26, and Cam rising through a pick at the very end in the end zone for the Gators to seal the win. But the one big factor that is not in this game, that was in that one, uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson is no longer the quarterback of the University of Florida. He had three rushing touchdowns in that game. He was an absolute force. Nobody could stop him, and that's why he was a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Now the Florida Gators have Graham Mertz, who is nowhere the highlight reel worthy quarterback that Anthony Richardson was. Mm -hmm. He was very mad at the University of Wisconsin. So I'm going to go with Utah here, especially in the first game of the season. They have the experience advantage here. 14 returning starters and also their head coach, Kyle Whittingham, in his 19th season at Mm -hmm. the helm. They've got the consistency. They've got the stability. And overall, I think he's a better coach than Dan Mullen. So I'm going to go with that defense, uh, defensive line that's really good as well. Physical, uh, physical football is the name of the game for Utah, especially when they're playing at home. Uh, big home field advantage as well uh, in yeah. Utah. So let's take the Utes minus four and a half. Let's go Utes. Squad play minus four and a half. I'm with you. I just don't buy Graham Mertz. I watched him play. I've seen a little bit of Wisconsin in my day, and I just I don't understand. I, 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 I don't get why this line isn't Utes minus six. Seriously. Maybe it's a square side. I see some money on Florida. But ultimately, as much as I like Cam Rising, Cam Rising started at Texas, and then the quarterback room got full, went to Utah. He's been a stud. I hope he gets healthy quickly. But Utah is going to use two different quarterbacks. They're going to use Bryson Barnes, who is their primary backup. Then they've got a redshirt freshman, Nate Johnson. He's going to come in, change a pace quarterback. I think they're going to keep that Florida defense off balance. You mentioned how difficult it is to play in Salt Lake City, one of the more underrated environments in all of college football. And also, one thing we haven't talked about, and maybe I'm talking myself into Utah even more here, the Gators' travel schedule has been completely interrupted by the hurricane in Florida, Idalia. They were just supposed to go straight from Gainesville to Salt Lake. They could not do that. They had to go to Dallas on Wednesday. Then spend the night yesterday in Dallas and then fly to Salt Lake City. So all of a sudden, you've got a team with questionable quarterback play going into a hostile environment and a travel schedule that is going to sort of discombobulate your preparation. Utah minus four and a half. Let's go, Chelsea. Yeah, hopefully this feeling is better than my first college football play of the season uh still bitter about that one what's your confidence level of betting on college football right now because right now i feel like a deer that's just been born i'm like wobbly <laughs> on those little legs that have a never deer. been used oh maybe i'll take utah uh so yeah that's my confidence level in utah like i feel like it's the right play i think most people i've seen are on utah yeah. I-, I feel like they're the better overall team but again I have not bet on much college football this season, and starting a season in any new sport can be daunting sometimes. I want to bet on both of these games. My problem is is that now I'm two games up on the week, and I'm tired of stressing. I was stressing all day yesterday about these four games. God, terrible. I just want a decent week, so I'm going to bet one game. Is it going to be this one, or is it going to be 
NC State, your NC State Wolfpack at UConn. I don't know. One of these games, at least. So let's get to this one. Wolfpack laying 14. It was 14 and a half yesterday, so some Huskies money coming in. Wolfpack minus 700 on the money line at BetMGM. Huskies plus 475. Total set at 46 and a hook. Chelsea, are your Wolfpack going to cover? I have no idea. Like, I don't want to put faith in NC State. There's a chance we'll, we'll lose outright. Who knows? I know, but you know how NC State treats my heart. They don't treat it very well. So I think I would lean towards UConn in this one. I made a good amount of money betting on UConn last season. They're mm -hmm. coming out of the cellar. Like, they're still not going to be a contender or anything. But yeah. still, the change in head coach, uh, Jim Moore Jr., has done an excellent job with UConn over the past year to where at least they're covering some numbers. It feels like a pretty long spread here. I think I would lean towards UConn, maybe keeping it close here. Devin Leary is gone for the Wolfpack, mm -hmm. uh, and now we have Brennan Armstrong, who's played like a 1,000 years at UVA. Uh, I just don't think the the upside is there for Brennan Armstrong. Remember last year when people were saying, oh, Devin Leary's going to win the Heisman and NC State's going to win the ACC. Yeah, it never happened. Do not get your hopes up about NC State sports. They will only let you down. So that's my two cents. Oh, man. One of these days, I want to catch you when you're excited about NC State and the Wolfpack. And I hear you talking up the Wolfpack. Chelsea, you're going to win this game. But I like UConn. Yeah. And... Let's remember that UConn has made quite a transition from being a total dumpster fire a couple years ago to being one of the best covering teams in college football. They went nine and four against the spread last season. So Jim Moore Jr. has done a great job building this program back up from scratch. They're at home. They have a lot of returning starters, particularly on the offensive line. I think this number is too big. That's why we've seen it come to the Huskies' direction, more money keeps pulling it. Liked it at 14 and a half. I'll still take it at 14. Maybe worst case scenario, you get a push. But I am on UConn as well. Finally, Nebraska at Minnesota. Gophers laying seven. Gophers minus 275 on the money line. Huskers plus 220. Total set at 43 and a half. Do you have a play here, Chelsea? I do not. Uh, I don't want to oh, bet on this right. one at all. There is another game that I kind of circled, and I was kind of hoping we would talk about that one, but I don't Let's have do a strong it. play on this one. Do you? Because I wanted to talk about the UCF game. I'm not going to lie. Go for it. I, I went ahead and took Nebraska plus seven early in the show when you were rebooting your computer. The people have heard from me. Now they want to hear from you. What do you got? All right. So we have seen the total dropping like a rock in this UCF and Kent State game because of the lingering effects. I think of Hurricane Adalia, and I think that's how you pronounce it, because we have 70% chance of rain and scattered thunderstorms in Orlando tonight. And also a lot of this hinges on Kent State. I think they're going to be really bad this year. They lost their starting quarterback. He went to UCLA. Colin Schley is gone. And this team has a total of two returning starters from last year's squad and a defense that was already terrible. I think it was the worst defense in the MAC last year. They could kind of contend because they could speed up the pace and put some points on the board. I don't think it's going to be the case this year. I kind of lean towards UCF mm -hmm. uh, laying the big number here, but also the under 55 and a half. Beautiful. The more college football we can get in, the better. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.